1: For Bet365, the world's favourite
2: online betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. Live on SEN Track, Giddy-Ups Country Racing Hour.
3: Yes, this is Giddy-Up with Gareth Hall, this it's Tuesday, January 24. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN Track dial right across the country, and a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. It's the Bet365 Country Racing Hour coming up to kick off proceedings. Cheers, we've got a terrific lineup for this Tuesday morning. Wiley Dalziel will join us. He had a big weekend um, with his syndication, of course, taking out especially the Camperdown Cup on Saturday afternoon in the western part of Victoria. Jimmy Taylor's the heart and soul of King Island Racing, and it's going to be great to catch up with Jimmy to recap a big weekend of racing at King Island, and that um, racing season looked in huge doubt um, three or four months ago until a group of Victorian trainers helped the the King Island trainers like Jimmy Taylor to get this meeting up and about. And they tell me it was a huge success. So looking forward to catching up with Jimmy Taylor. Mick Gaddum will join us along with Benny Sed for the Black Bookers um, in uh, country racing, especially in New South Wales and Victoria. So those two jets will help us find a couple of winners. And Mitch Lloyd will also join us to preview the upcoming Sapphire Coast Racing Carnival in New South Wales. It's always a beauty, that carnival, in the southern part of New South Wales. Shelby 66 came out of that carnival before going on to win a Group 1 during the Sydney Autumn. So looking forward to catching up with Mitch. And then after the Bet365 Country Racing Hour, um, we'll have our bag of tips, and our teams just continue to be on, on fire in all three codes. The trotting team had a big day yesterday. Uh, Mickey Gadder never missed once again yesterday, so he'll be back once again. And the Greyhound team's also flying. We've got Todd Gray joining us to preview the Murray Bridge Greyhound meeting today, so looking forward to that. Um, Inglis released their catalogue for the Easter sales yesterday, and Sebastian Hutch, the, the CEO of Inglis, will be joining us to have a chat about that. And there are some beautifully uh, beautiful bread yearlings that will be on offer there at the world-renowned Easter English sales there in Sydney. Um, so looking forward to catching up with Sebastian. We'll find you some winners with the midweek masterclass, thanks to the mailbag team. Um, Hong Kong Corner with the champion, Zach Perton. It's a big week there in Hong Kong. Starts off with the New Year's meeting today at Sha Tin. First race there, Eastern Time's around 3.30. And then they've got that big meeting on Sunday, highlighted by the Stewards' Cup where Romantic Warrior takes on, of course, Golden 60 and California Spangle. So that is a dream match-up for Hong Kong racing. So looking forward to catching up with Zach. Of course, he rides California Spangle in uh, that feature event. He's also unpacking treadmill in uh, the Hong Kong Classic, um, which should be a beauty as well, which is a lead-up race, of course, or the Hong Kong Classic Mile, which is a... It's the start of the four-year-old series there in Hong Kong, which, of course, ends in the middle of March with the Hong Kong Derby. So, And um, packing treadmill looks hard to beat for Zach Purton as well. So it's a big show on uh, this uh, Tuesday morning. It's seven minutes past eight in the east, seven minutes past seven, of course, in Queensland, and seven minutes past five in WA. And it's great to catch up to kick off with the Bet365 Country Racing Show Wiley Dalziel, who was a country boy himself, based at Ballarat, um, but his syndication's flying at the moment. He had winners left, right, and centre on Saturday, and he joins us now. G'day, Wiley. G'day, Gareth. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Geez, the team's flying at the moment.
0: Yeah, no, we're really happy with the way it's going uh, going along. We've had a really good, uh, probably good 2021 and a good start to 2022. I don't have a. Big number compared to some of the other trainers and syndicators. So it's good to have a high strike rate and keep the winners flowing for our ownership group.
3: Now, were you at um, Mooney Valley or Camperdown on Saturday?
0: Well, I tell you, I was torn because I yes. love those country meetings because um, <laughs> you can wear tongs and shorts in yes. a singlet <laughs> and get a $6 stubby. Um, yeah, no, look, I love the country meetings and it was a cup, obviously, but we had the the uh, four runners at Mooney Valley, and so I really had to go there for the day. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty magical uh, mm-hmm. 24 hours, obviously, with Red Hot Nick saluting on the Friday at Flemington at 5.30 and then back to the valley for those last uh, three races. But uh, I was watching in the winner's room at Mooney Valley. Unfortunately, yeah. their TV was um, not working. So <laughs> you watch it on the phone in between the two races and uh, gave a bit of a cheer and then went back out to the uh, to the mounting yard.
3: Can you remember a better weekend for Wiley Dale Seal and Roy Higgins Racing? Um, you've won bigger races, but have you had a, a run of success like you did, as you pointed out from, from Friday and then that big Saturday?
0: Yeah, look, that's probably the most memorable in terms of uh, geez, the amount of winners in such a short succession of time. And, you know, really good horses that we've bought for not a lot of money that have now gone on to win, you know, I think well over 1.7 million between the, the five of them. But I suppose the one that sticks in my mind the most over the last. 15 to 20 years was uh, when Bring Me the Maid, it was a horse I bought with Peter Moody and the great Roy Higgins, my great mate. Um, and she ran third on Golden Slipper Day and we had a horse that we paid 40000 for, Easy Drama, who won at Flemington down the straight on the same day. And I was actually at uh, Rose Hill for the slipper, but um, he won down the straight and he was only a $40,000 horse and he won a Voba's gold race. I think he put about 120000 in the bank for the owners and some of those owners were in Sydney with me and then we went on to run third in the in the Golden Slipper. So I'd say that's probably still number one for, for most memorable moment, special moment. And obviously, we lost Roy, so it really sticks in my mind. It was one of the last horses I bought with Roy. Um, but certainly Saturday was, um, yeah, geez, it was, <laughs> I was on a high yeah. high for a long time.
3: No, it was great to see him. you do a wonderful job, especially getting a lot of country people into your syndications. Um, and we'll have a chat about a few of your horses that tasted success on the weekend. But Ryden Rose, first of all, winning that Camperdown Cup. Um, and he bolted home as well, this son of pins. He's he's building up some record nine starts for five wins. Um, he's a very good horse. Yeah, and that yeah. was a, a good performance yeah. there at Camperdown.
0: Yeah, it certainly was. He's a horse that um, we were lucky to acquire through Kerry Cox and Angelique Brison from New, uh, New Zealand. I'm here now in New Zealand. Flew up last night for the Caracas sales and they bred him to actually go to Hong Kong, but he um, just didn't quite get the sale through there. So they offered him up to myself and Peter Moody and um, wanted to keep oh, geez, at least half of him. And I ended up sort of moving a bit more and I had a lot of owners keen to get into a ready to run. He wasn't expensive and so they ended up keeping about, I think, about 30% between the two of them. And I took a share with some owners and um, Moods got hold of him. And he had, look, he had a few little problems in terms of uh, he stood on a nail and and um, got a bit of a hoof problem. So he took a little bit while to get going. But once he debuted at Maui, he sort of put those three wins in a row uh, back in May of 21. Um, then he came back and resumed at Horsham and won a heat series there to get him into the, uh, the Oaks Day uh, final there at Flemington, the $500,000 final. He got only beaten point six of a length. So he's done a great job. He put the four in a row. Um, then he, um, again, had a couple of little problems that put him on the sidelines. Not big ones, just sort of, um, you know, not major problems, but enough just to put him put him out for a while. So he resumed at Ballarat. Um, didn't like the heavy track at all. He just wasn't quite nailing it in the city. Like you're talking, you know, he's only been beaten... One 1.6 lengths to Savannah Cloud and only, you know, uh, running not far behind Detonator Jack there at Ballarat. So his form wasn't that bad, but Mood said, you know what, he's just not quite finishing it off. He was sweating up a bit. We just thought maybe the heat was getting to him. So mm. we gave him an easier assignment with the Camperdown Cup and thought he really needs to be winning that to get back into form. Mood thought it might be an easy, easy kill for him, and in the end it sort of was.
3: I love going through the ownership group of your horses because um... – I recognise a few of the names from time to time, especially from the country areas. Now, um, is it right? Is that Merv Butterworth and Meg Butterworth in Ride and Rose?
0: It certainly is. They are blessed. And, uh, I've known, I've, <laughs> they are blessed. Look, he's, he puts a lot of money into into pacing and and the trotters. That's his. That's his. That's his love. That's his first love. I was lucky enough to meet him, and he took a few shares with us in the thoroughbreds, and he's a he's a fantastic guy to to race with because he understands it so well and. And, um, he's so chuffed when you win he's also very complimentary when I'm having success because he knows how hard it is, but he had a great Saturday because obviously Ryan Rose won the camp yeah. cup and then copy that won the Ballarat pacing cup. So he did email me that morning and say, make sure you do the double <laughs> multi-bet Ryan Rose all up into copy that. So I actually listened, I, I did, I listened to him and I put it on and, uh, listened to it on the way home in the car from Mooney Valley there. And uh he got up and won and duly saluted.
3: No, he's a Western and, you know, Australian. On it. Yeah. He's a terrific man. And he's a Western Australian. I think he, he, I think New Zealand's his second home. He owns sharp and smart, that yeah. star three year old for the Rogers that had yep. a wonderful spring yep. last year. And um i would give you the tip. I reckon Meg's still the boss, however, and um, yep. she, she, she um, decides which horses they go into. So, no, they're terrific for both industries, which is great to see. And then um, at Mooney Valley, you had a horse which is one of my favourites. I had a few missed calls from a few of the boys from the Mallee on Saturday, and I was wondering why they were calling me. <laughs> they never tip me. They never tip me. And the Larry Boys part of the um, Mallee Drought yeah. Breakers Club were all over pounding, which is yes. great to see, mate.
0: Yeah, no, they look they're great supporters. Um, met them through Darren Weir actually. Um, yeah, that's his country land up there, and. Um, They sort of take a share um, every year or two with us, and I recommended Pounding to them, which was bred by Rosemont. And um, They jumped in him, and, gee, he's really come of age. But um, Paul's hard to get to the races. Danny's been a couple of times, and, gee, Danny had a great day on Saturday. I don't think he can remember much. No. Um, of it in the winner's room. He was pretty happy there and they uh, said, will this guy will be all right? And I said, yeah, he'll get looked after and uh, he'll get uh, whisked away in a taxi or an Uber and he'll be put into bed by the boys <laughs> and he probably won't remember that. But <laughs> um, he was very, very happy. But um, yeah, that was, I was really wrapped for them. Uh, he's a very good horse pounding. He's really on the up now.
3: Yeah. Uh, last time, they won a big race, the Birchett boys in that city kit with Menengate, which was a pacer. I think He won a Victoria Derby at Melton. anyway. They, um, we're having a few beers and I was there at Sky Racing and I said, "Oh, you can, can you can come up and have a few beers in my room after it anyway. The fire alarm went off and I, I think they've been banned from um, staying at Tabcourt Park and their hotel there and I even think I nearly banned me. Um, so they enjoy, they enjoy a good time and they party like only the Melly boys can. So that's terrific and they speak so highly of you, Wiley, um, regarding your communication and the way that you go about your business and um, it'll be an interesting party because you've got the Mallee boys with the Lowrys, et cetera, having a beer with a Rosemont stud. Um, and I reckon Mytho and, and the lads would enjoy their company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They would, yep, for sure.
3: Um, what about on Saturday as well? You had um, another really impressive winner in Dance to the Buy who was given a peach by Carleen Heffel, and um, that just capped off a really good day for the Stable.
0: Yeah, no, she's really getting along well with this horse, Carleen Heffel. And, um, look, it was a really good decision. We were going to sell her. Moody, Moody thought she just wasn't quite up to the next level of racing. And we thought, OK, let's sell her at the Broodmare Sales in uh, May last year. And I quizzed some of the breeders and even Magic Neons on what roughly we thought we'd get for her because we try and give a ballpark figure to the owners. And they sort of felt not a lot uh, because of her pedigree. I thought maybe forty to sixty. So I said the moods are ringing back. So I don't reckon we should be putting this horse through a sale. She could, she could probably, we could probably race on and maybe win that. And he said, "Yeah, I reckon you're right." So we recommended that we pull her out of the sale, which we did. Um, and then he, we kept her going, and obviously she's just gone to a new level. So thank God we did that uh, because she's worth a hell of a lot more now, and she's won. Uh, Nearly two hundred thousand since that decision was made, but I think Moods has worked her out. How to train her in terms of she generally, a space out her runs. She she's she runs her best races fresh. She loves the Valley. She she really rails like a greyhound around that bend, and just scoots off, and uh, you know just doesn't let them near. Her. She loves a bit of a fight. Moods gave Carlene Heffel permission the last two runs just to go out and take them on if they try and uh, get past her in the early, early part of the race. Just put a bit of pressure back on them and she seemed to respond well and she enjoys that. She goes to the beach down at Belnarring and she um, she has eight or ten day stints down there. So, really thankful we did that. Again, a really wonderful uh, ownership group of friends and, and people who have supported me for a lot of years. So, I was really wrapped for them and they're enjoying a great ride. So, she'll now get a crack at a stakes race and uh, if she can win or be placed in a stakes race then we'll be able to go back up to the to the Magic Millions in the next year or two with her and uh, hopefully get a lot more now.
3: Uh, it's exciting times, mate. Congratulations on a, on a dream weekend and um, we're heading up to New Zealand or heading down to New Zealand as well later on in the week to cover the, the Caracas sales. So hopefully we can catch up there, mate. But um, if you found a horse for us at the Magic Millions sales or maybe a Tarsino or something like that at Caracas, how do we get involved with Wiley Dalziel Racing?
0: Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. There'll be, there's a couple of horses now up on the web, website. Um, just got the, the PDS to get approved in the next few days and then the, uh, shares will be available in those two horses with Peter Moody. There's a nice uh, Cosmic Force cult and an Exceedance cult. Uh, we try and buy, you know, realistic and and, and affordable type shares. So most um, people should be able to get into them. And then we're here at Caracca and hopefully we'll have a couple more. So from each sale, we should be able to have a couple of horses available to go up on the website uh, Dalziel racing where people can get involved with myself and, and Peter Murdy and got Philip Stokes there as well. And, um, also Mitch Friedman and Mick price. We'll try and get a couple with those before the sales are out by the end of this year.
3: Sensational mate. You're a good judge as well. Do you have a horse that we should be following?
0: Uh, look, we're hoping to win race, race four at Maui today. We've got yep. Triumph at miss. Um, she's an L that we bought from New Zealand a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, we're pretty pretty confident she can be winning today and breaking a maiden. I don't think you're getting two flasher odds there. Um, and then we should have uh, probably next week we've got another big week coming up. So uh, just keep an eye on the on the All colours right. and uh, hopefully we'll get some more winners for the viewers.
3: Good on you. They tell me they deliver a pretty good feed in New Zealand as well. So enjoy yourself. It's nearly lunchtime there as we speak. So good on you, Wiley, and well done on the weekend. Thanks for joining us on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour.
0: No worries. We'll see you up here.
3: The boy from Ballarat, Wally Dalziel, joining us there. Had a wonderful weekend, including, of course, taking out the Camperdown Cup. Um, It was taken out in sensational fashion by Riot and Rose. We'll take a quick break on the other side of it. We'll catch up with Jimmy Taylor, the heart and soul, as I mentioned, of King Island Racing. And they had a big weekend, of course, celebrating their biggest day of the year and looking forward to catching up with Jimmy Taylor straight after. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And the highlight for me over the weekend was that meeting at King Island in Tasmania. Three, four months ago, that meeting looked in a little bit of trouble until a group of Ballarat trainers headed by Henry DeWye organized um, some horses and purchased some horses and put their heads together and wanted to make sure that this King Island meeting went ahead. And... um, it was a success over the King Island Racing Carnival. And the man who is the heart and soul of King Island Racing is about to join us here on Giddy Up for the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. And his name is Jimmy Taylor, who um, was instrumental as well in, in working with his great mate Henry DeWy to make sure that they, they got the Miners Rest Magic Millions Cup um up and about this year we're twenty thousand dollars over the fourteen hundred meters but i think the best part about all of this was the, the the people that supported it and the people that headed to king island for uh, the race meeting on saturday afternoon including the great broadcaster bruce mcavaney and jimmy taylor joins us here on giddy up on this uh, tuesday morning good morning to you jim good morning garyl um how was it mate was it was it did it exceed your expectations
4: It was really, really big. Uh, It was a great day. Uh, All the chaps, or all the visitors from Ballarat, well, from Victoria and Tasmania, wherever else they came from, had a a really good day.
3: So you're great mates with Henry DeWye because you've trained horses for him in the past. Just talk us through the conversation you had with him um, before Henry got together with a few of his mates from Ballarat to um, make sure that the meeting... Or the season went ahead, and they invented this wonderful race called the the Miners Rest Cup.
4: Yeah, it, it was really good, really helpful. But all those horses didn't only run in the in the Miners Rest Cup. Yep. They they've su- supported every race day of the season, and they'll obviously support the last race day this Saturday.
3: Yeah, and did you think that um, this is just the start of something pretty special? Now that, especially with the exposure that you got, that there'll be more horses. Um, heading to King Island and this carnival is well and truly alive now?
4: Uh, listening to the talk, and this is before they got too many beers in them, everyone <laughs> was very, very happy with it. Yeah. And um, I think it'll be on again next year, perhaps bigger. I suggested to Henry that if they get another two trainers, that would fill our gates. Uh, we have the eight horses in it. Uh yeah, it was a really, really big and very, very helpful to the island, not just to the racing, but to the island in general. Everyone got something out of it.
3: Yeah, and just just talk us through the importance, mate, of having the the racing season in King Island. What does it mean for the local community and especially, of course, I guess the local economy there?
4: Uh, it means—it certainly means a lot to them. They know that there's going to be at like a, a lift in sales and, and things over the, our racing period. Um, most weekends people are flying in nowadays to watch it. I think there'll be a lot more now that we've had such a, a coverage Australia-wide. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a community thing as well. It's not just about us half a dozen blokes that get horses together. It's that it, uh, each day, uh, you know, we have a good, a good crowd for us, but the crowd that we had this last Saturday was exceptional.
3: They tell me, Jimmy, that if you're wanting to start a little bit of a business that you you might try and work out a bed and breakfast in in King Island, especially for that weekend, because um, it was that popular. It's difficult to get some accommodation. So I think the best tip that we can give everybody listening is that make sure you book your accommodation nice and early next year.
4: Yeah, yes. Um, Accommodation is a problem on the island. Uh, And we're having quite a few tourists and such as now. And and obviously, yeah. this last weekend, everything in the, the time was booked out. I could have even let my stave let put a couple of swags in yeah. there. I, I could have got a dollar out of that.
3: <laughs> oh, I might um, book Never a Stearns bar next year, if that's all right, Jimmy. But um, you nearly won the Miners' Rest Cup. Afridi for Robert Keyes was successful. But Afridi was really good. But I'll tell you what he's become a star of Australian racing. Over the last forty-eight hours, is the young boy Thomas Doyle with that famous red haired mop, red mop that he's got, um, that he dons, and he's become a little bit of a cult hero of Australian yeah, racing.
4: He, he goes all right, that young fella. Yeah, um, he struggled. He struggles in Tasmania to get rides, but uh, I think now that he, he's had such a good season here on the island, his confidence up a bit, and and uh, he's possibly getting more rides over in Tasmania now.
3: It sounds like the love that the McAvoy's and even David Eustace and a few of the trainers um, from Victoria that went to King Island, he could get a full book at, at Flemington. His popularity's that big these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking
4: of Calvin, there's a lot of love there. I actually gave him a hat with love. Yeah. And Jim. <laughs> um, that, all those... All those oh, young Tommy could get a, a book at Flemington, yeah. but all those caps that came over and all their owners and, and the um, sponsors, everyone that came over, they were all great people. Um, I was fortunate enough and had the honour of being introduced to Bruce McAvaney and of yeah. course his wife Anne, and he and I had a bit of one-on-one, which was really great. Um, and that was a bit of that was a highlight for the island in general to have someone like that visit the island, yeah. and I think he'll be back. He liked it. He'll
3: be back. Yeah, Bruce has got a great passion, hasn't he, for everything involving this wonderful sport? But I think he especially loves heading to meetings like King Island and and meeting people like you, Jim. Um, what was the conversation like?
4: Oh, it was great. Yeah. Um. We're just just normal banter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I actually behaved myself. Did you? Um, <laughs> there was, while we're having our chat,
3: <laughs> there was a terrific picture of. All of the trainers, um, Andrew Knoblet, um, yeah. um, Andrew, um, Andrew Bobbin, they uh, had the McAvoy's, David Eustace, Henry, and, and a photo of yourself with Bruce as well. Um, that'll be going straight to the pool room, I would imagine.
4: Yeah, it's a magnificent uh, photo, that one. A nice bit of colour in the sky as well. King I can do things like that.
3: Yeah. And who is, the, who is the trainer that you've enjoyed the company the most there over the weekend? Any stories that you can mm. tell us, Jimmy? Oh, there's lots of stories. I had a
4: fair bit of banter with young Calvin. Yeah. Um, but I got on with them all fine. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed all their company. Henry, of course, I, I've known before. Um, Archie Alexander, I'd met him a couple of times at Ballarat. He's, he's a friend of one of my friends, you know, and so on. Um, but no, I got on with them all equally well that I can recall. I, I didn't see a sad person there. They were all pretty good nah. people.
3: Terrific people, um, terrific group of trainers, and wonderful ambassadors yep. for the sport. Hey, Jimmy, you had a good horse that when King Island racing they couldn't race, of course, during COVID. I just forget its name, and um, I'm kicking myself now that you had success on the mainland in Tassie. Have you got any other horses that you might be taking over for the the upcoming carnival?
4: Uh, that horse was let it rip, Reggie. Yep, um, let it rip, Reggie. What a name! Yeah, and he he could rip all right. He went good. Um. We're considering um, uh, mayoral privileges, but he's only a three-year-old and he's had a very, very solid campaign here. And and Henry and Kratsey were in favour of him having a spell here on King Island, running around with the kangaroos down the farm. Yeah. uh, And hopefully win the King Island Cup with him next season.
3: Nah, sensational Uh, stuff, yeah.
4: Others that that may want to go, um, like a mosh and Kookaburra could go back again. Yeah. But nothing definite at the moment.
3: With your connections that you've built over the last, especially um, over the last couple of weeks, Jimmy, surely we can get David Eustace or Henry or um, the McAvoys. It'd be great to train a King Island, and a Hobart Cup or a Newmarket winner from King Island.
4: Oh, none of them made me that offer.
3: <laughs> no, we'll see, if we'll, we'll
4: see what <laughs> we can do. A, that David Eustace, he's all right. I found out that he's house trained, so he could come over and stay with Sue and I and play a bit of golf. If here um, unless you him have a bit of time off, whatever they work out.
3: Yeah, well, he's a lovely man, David. I think everybody um, um, enjoys Deuce as his company. He loves his cricket. He's got a wonderful voice as well, hasn't he, Jimmy? But um, no, he, he, he tells me that he he loved his time at King Island. Um, I'll, I'll be there next year. There's no doubt about that, mate. We appreciate your time. Um, you've done so much um, work, and you put your heart and soul into. Um, your local community made. And it was great to see that carnival really kick on this year. So you should be super proud and um, well done over the weekend with the double as well. Thanks for your time, Jimmy, here on, on Giddy Up.
4: Uh, thank you very much, Gareth. How's that? I remembered
3: your name this time. Yep. Sensational, Jimmy. i tell you what, that's <laughs> made my day. Good on you, Doug. Good on you, brother. There's Jimmy Taylor there. Um, uh, this is the Bet365 Country <laughs> <laughs> Racing Hour. Jackson France coming up next right after the news with the latest racing news. And then we've got our Black Bookers coming up next. Uh, Mickey Gaddon and Benny said have found plenty of winners um, that have been competing and running well in country areas around this country. So looking forward to catching up with Mickey Gannon and Benny Said And then Mitch Lloyd will join us to preview the Sapphire Coast Carnival, which is coming up this weekend in New South Wales. And friends, joining us now here on the Bet Three Six Five Country Racing Hour with some racing news. G'day, Jacko.
2: Morning, Gareth. Good to be here with you. Some um, great interviews so far. While yeah. he does, it was great. And Jimmy Taylor isn't here an absolute uh, ripper. There, the, the stories that you love to to hear on the Country Racing Hour um, from Brett. C- I'm Bet really enjoying
3: this show. Um, it, catching up with the characters of country racing. We're hoping to catch up with Meryl Haley as well because she took out that feature sprint at Mount Barker on the weekend with Chevelle de Vega, which is a hundred thousand dollar race in WA, if mount Barker is a it's a track just about half an hour 40 minutes away from albany in the southern part of wa um and it's their feature race meeting so and Merrill haley does a really good job with her team so we might catch up with her a little later on it's a little um early at the moment in in wa but um no you've got to get out to mount barker as well it's a mount barker sprint it was worth what a hundred thousand dollars so well done to Meryl Haley does a really good job with her team, Jacko.
2: Yeah, no, that's for sure, Gareth. And these country races are so important to the um, the lifeblood of our industry as well. So it's really great that we can tell the stories here on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. It's a great segment that you can't afford to miss every Tuesday from 8 through till 9 o'clock.
3: Now, Legado still getting over um, her bad luck really there on Saturday in the Caraca three-year-old um, millions race so what's she up to now?
2: Yeah so a co-trainer Ken Kelso said that connections are insisting that a trip to Melbourne for the Group 1 Australian Guineas of Flemington in early March is not off the table for yep. the three-year-old as you mentioned she was fairly unlucky in that uh, Caracamillions Millions three-year-old classic and, and did lose her unbeaten record but I'm sure she'll uh, love that Flemington straight over 1600 metres.
3: Yeah there's, there's going to be I think the three-year-olds are very good in New Zealand and um, Johnny O'Neill, who part owns Piers, heading to Chris Wallace set for the guineas and some of the featured three-year-old vents there in Sydney. So looking forward to the three-year-old summer autumn season coming up. And one of the superstars talking about three-year-olds, Golden Mile, he returns on Thursday. Is that right?
2: Yes. Uh, no, so he'll be in the expressway on Saturday there, yep. Gareth, at Rosehill. but there's only four nominations in that race at the moment. So Racing New South Wales have extended the nominations, and I'm sure there'll be a few trainers throwing their hats in the ring, potentially with mayors that they may have to try and get a bit of black type there in that group Two affair, fair. But um, yeah, it's raised a few questions on social media about the timing of the race and whether it's too early in the calendar as well to kick things off. But I'm sure golden mile will prove awfully hard to beat there in the expressway stakes, Gareth. On it looks Saturday. like it's too early when they've only got four nominations. Exactly. I think the um, proof is in the pudding with that one.
3: Yep. And Australia day racing, it's Sandown. I've got to get that right. Sometimes I'm still thinking it's at Caulfield, but it's definitely, it's sand And I went to Sandown a couple of weeks ago, and if you're thinking about getting to Sandown and you're thinking, oh, it's not at Caulfield, I won't go to the racing in Melbourne, um, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful, spacious racetrack to take your kids um, and your family there. You've got wonderful facilities. They've spent a lot of money upgrading the facilities. There's um, From certain vantage points, you can actually look at the, the the mounting yard at the back and also the mounting yard at the front the parade ring at the back and the mounting yard at the front. Um, and you can, it's it's an easy walk to go and look at the horses in the stalling area as well. Um, so yeah, I think it's a terrific place to go and watch racing, especially on Thursday. Um, because there's going to be some of the superstars of the turf stepping out.
2: Yeah, that's for sure, Gareth. And it's also worth noting that it's a fantastic track to punt out. You've got the confidence that your horse is going to get every chance. The trainers love the track. The jockeys love the track. It's a nice long straight as well, and it's always in fantastic condition. The MRC do a great job. But there's some lovely two-year-olds stepping out in that. Uh, our Blue Diamond preview there for the Colts and Galdens. Cracker rib trained by Simon Zara, who was impressive there winning at Flemington on Oaks Day. We'll contest that feature, as well as the instructor, who was an yep. impressive debut victor for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable. For the Phillies, you got Exploring for James Cummins. Uh, she yes. was a winner on debut there, as well as the Anthony and Sam Friedman uh, train Ode to Joy. So can't wait to see the potential Blue Diamond winner step out there on Thursday, Gareth.
3: I don't think we'll see the Blue Diamond winner there on Thursday. I think we might be seeing the Blue Diamond winner maybe. Peter and Paul last Snowden, Saturday, or we could have saw him in Perth during the last couple of weeks, or maybe a month ago in Brave Halo, or we could have seen him um, on Saturday. Winning there in Sydney.
2: Yeah, the Peter and Paul Snowden camp, yeah. they've got an outstanding record with two-year-olds. And that statistic, I think it was Dean Watlin mentioned last week that they've won the vast majority of these two-year-old features over the last few years or so. So their camp's um, trending in the right direction, like it always is around this time of the year with those juvenile races, Gareth.
3: Yeah, Don Corleone, who was impressive there on Saturday. He's about $15. with bet 365, as Henry Field pointed out yesterday, they'll make up a decision whether King Gambit or Don Corleone um, head to Sandown. For the Blue Diamond definitely one of those horses will be going they just got to make a decision which one good on you Jacko thanks Gareth we'll take a quick break on the other side of it we'll catch up with Mitchy Lloyd um, who's going to preview the Sapphire Coast Carnival which is coming up of course this weekend In the southern part of New South Wales, you've got to get to the Sapphire Coast because their two-day carnival will be happening this week and uh, to help us preview this wonderful carnival and a man that will play a major part thanks to his team that um, Patriot Bloodstock are doing a wonderful job, Um, Anthony Manton and, of course, our next guest who has been dominating proceedings with Anthony Manton with um, the Patriot Bloodstock team and Mitch Lloyd and he joins us now. G'day, Mitch. Good morning,
5: Gareth. Thanks for the the kind words, mate. And yeah, we we can't wait to get down to the Sapphire Coast.
3: Yeah, welcome to the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. The Sapphire Coast. Tell us a bit about this two-day carnival. What makes it so special? And why do you want to support it as much as you do?
5: Gareth, I think it just taps off the the festive season um, sort of mentally. Um, It's a beautiful part of the world down there at Marimbula. Still still heaps of holiday people um, down on the coast. Uh, You've got the, the oyster farms and um, and then sort of two minutes later, we're up in the hills and you've got a, a beautiful race course. And we've let Rob Tweedy from the, the Sapphire Coast Turf Club know for a long time that we're going to support his carnival. Um, it's a fantastic part of the east coast of Australia. And, um, mate, I can't wait to, to pack the family up tomorrow and and head, and head south.
3: So Saturday and Sunday are the two days of the carnival. Um... Now, Shelby 66, if I recall, he came out of this carnival last year and then went on to win the Group 1 Galaxy. So is there another Shelby 66 going around this weekend?
5: Oh, only nominations at this stage yes. of oh, yeah, scoured through them. Um, oh, it's hard to say, guys. like as a, as a syndicator of tried horses, you'd love to have the crystal ball and, and yes. five fine one. But the form across you know, that carnival last year was remarkable. There was a, a horse there like a, a Maricopa. He got beat in a, a 2,200 meter benchmark 66, and he went on to to run fifth in a Brisbane Cup later on in the year. So I guess for anyone making the trek south, including us, um, you know you don't know what the the next 12 month lies ahead with your um with your horses and your tried horses. That's for sure.
3: No, it's a an exciting carnival because you've got a bigger showcase cup, the feature on the Sunday, um, worth eighty thousand dollars, and you've also got the showcase sprint over the 1,200 meters. Um, Patriot, uh, you're, I think you're sending six horses up for the carnival. Should we be having a bet?
5: Um, Gareth, you just touched on the, the feature um, races of the carnival. The, on the Sunday, there's a, a showcase Country Boosted Benchmark 58. It's, yes. It's the grand final for the Benchmark 58 horses, I think. And we've got an old stager there called Buzz and Joe. He's been a good horse to us. And um, he... Uh, he'll go around, he'll carry the grandstand, he'll get about 65 kilos, but um, he'll he'll be probably um, one of our, our leading hopes for the weekend, and, and there's a maiden there, uh, Open Sky in the 1400, um, uh, well, we're going to take the blinkers off and, and throw the famous Mitchell Beer Winkers uh, okay. on, we might have made a mistake first up with him, and um, he was a, a lovely pickup that Anthony found out of the trial from the Bjorn Baker stable, and... Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him improve dramatically from his uh, his first up run.
3: Oh, that's exciting. Is Bitchy beer staying for a couple of days? Geez, you got some um, some trainers that you could have a little bit of fun with over the couple of days if they stay in campaign at the South well, coast. Well, we've got the,
5: the the campaign starts Friday. with the Beaver Cup golf days. Yeah. Um, we've got James Ponsonby, uh, Billy Owen, Lukey Marlow. A few boys will, um, will will partner the Patriot Bloodstock team in the golf days. And then we'll, um, yeah, we'll crack on to the Saturday and the Sunday night. Guys, you know what the two-day carnival is about. Uh, I hear you talk so fondly about places like Swan Hill and stuff. And yep. uh, we've got we've got Wagga, Albury, uh, the Wellington Boot Carnival. We've just done Gundagai. Um, we're excited, mate. You know, you know what these two days are all about.
3: Yeah, we'll have to get up to a few of those carnivals here on the giddy up. But they those carnivals nearly kill me. Um, I need to get better <laughs> prepared, basically, to mix it with you guys. But... Um so yeah, two days Sapphire Coast. Highly recommend that you get there because it is a beautiful part of the world in the southern part of New South Wales. If we want to get involved in Patriot Bloodstock, how do we do how do we go about doing that, Mitch?
5: PatriotBloodstock.com.au. Um myself and Anthony pretty active on Twitter. Um Anthony mann Mitchell Lloyd and at Patriot Bloodstock. Uh we've got the sale season coming up. we we'll, we bought half a dozen yearlings last year. We'll We'll attempt to do the same this year. Um, English Digital, Gabble House, Magic Millions, Bloodstock Option, they're on every week. We try and find some um, some bargains. There is horses available on the website. We've got a, a lovely Class 1 horse heading up to Cairns to, to Pete and Trevor Rowe, and yeah. um, there's some shares available in her. Um, but, yeah, mate, the, the sales season is very um, upon us, and um, it's a very competitive market. We need to be going to carnivals like this and... Um, and trying to come home with a couple of winners. Otherwise, it's, it's all fish and chip paper on Monday.
3: Well, good luck, Mitch, especially um, in some of those races that you plan to win there this weekend um, over the Sapphire Coast Turf Clubs carnival starting on Saturday. Thanks for your time. No dramas, Darius. Thanks for having me on, mate. Much appreciated. Yep, great to have Mitch Lloyd. Can't wait for the Sapphire Coast with their carnival starting on Saturday. Time for a break, and then we'll come back with our Bet365 Country Racing Hour Black Bookers with Mickey Gannon and also Benny Iset. Welcome back to the Bet365 Country Racing Hour here on Getty Up on the Tuesday morning. Let's try and find a few winners with our black bookers. Thanks to two wonderful judges. Benny, I said, makes his debut on the Bet365 Country Racing Show, but the captain of the ship is Mickey Gannon. Thanks for the great tip-off. First of all, Mickey, good morning to you. Good morning, G. Good morning, Benny. Good to have you on, mate. Hello, Benny. Hello, G. Morning, Mickey. Good um, so we'll start off with you, Mickey. You can tell Betty how it's done. Um, you're Black Booker. we we'll are head to the southern part of New South Wales, first of all.
6: Absolutely. We're going to start with a horse called Kimberly Secrets from the Nick Olive Queenbean Stable G. This horse went around on Friday the 20th of January, ridden by Ellen Hennessy. And, look, she arrived first up off one 900-metre trial but didn't disappoint. Punter's absolutely steamed in, and she, um, in a small field of four, she rolled forward. Showed a strong turn of foot to put rivals right away by two lengths. She beat a horse called Master Joe that's been well fancied mm. in recent starts as well, and she absolutely smashed the clock. So in a small field, that's pretty impressive going, and she has a fair bit of upside. So the southern performer, Kimberly Secrets from Nick stable, is one to watch out for punters.
3: Very good trainer, Nick Ollie, and you found another horse uh, um, to put into our black books from another really good stable, and Cody Morgan in the northern part of New South Wales, of course, Cody based in Tamworth, Mickey.
6: Yeah, a horse called Russian Standard ran around on Monday the 16th of January, ridden by Jasper Franklin, who's a very promising jockey heading to um, Mark Newton at some stage. But uh, Cody's obviously found the key to this horse because he was backed as if he was unbeatable, spent the best part of three or four minutes Mucking around, refusing to load in the gates. He finally went in, and they must have known because at the local Tamworth track, they said, No, 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 we're getting, this. we're getting this one in. He went, he led, he produced some huge figures, and those figures will suggest that he'll be winning wherever he goes next start. So that's Russian standard for Cody Morgan.
3: Love it. Benny, I said you found a couple of black bookers in Victoria for us. What's the first one?
1: Well, hi, mate. Look, uh, this, this bloke got named Cosmic Enigma. Richard Kelly trains. We did tip him last week at Hamilton. Mm-hmm. With his jump outs really impressive riding the speed. Unfortunately, on day he bombed the start, missed it two lengths. He was last at the 400 metres. Rattled home, beaten a nose. Look, he was a moral beaten that day. I think we can follow him in the next week or two. I'm hoping he can jump clean and ride the speed. As I said, I think you run in the next week and you'll be very hard to beat. I'm hoping that they put up the same price they did last night. All right. But we'll see how that goes.
3: Yeah, I don't think now because people will be listening to this segment and they'll be black booking your horse um, for Richard Kelly. He does a really good job with his team there at Ballarat. So we'll jot that one down. Cosmic Enigma. Stay there, mate, because we're going to take the nine o'clock news. On the other side of it, we'll recap Mickey Gannon's black bookers from New South Wales and also go through a few others there. From Victoria, thanks to Benny, I said, then we'll get their best of the day today. And then after that, we'll wrap up our Bet365 Country Racing out um, on this Tuesday morning and then bag of tips coming up after 9 o'clock and let's hope the team can continue on their merry way. It was another complete fill-up across the three codes yesterday and um, we've got a terrific team once again engaged to go through the, the meetings across the country, across the three codes for Bag of tips straight after nine o'clock as well. Morning, we're finalising the Bet 365 Country Racing um, hour here on this Tuesday morning with our Black Bookers. Thanks to Mickey Gallon from the Great Tip Off and Benny I said. And Benny, your first one was Cosby enigma for Richard Cully, who's based in Ballarat. What's the next um horse that we should be putting down into our Black Book out of Victoria?
1: Yeah, Jay, look, we've got two more unraced gallopers. The first one is by the name of Allocate. Shane Fleedner trains at Bendigo. This guarding by Overshare, shown a lot of natural speed, winning a recent jump out at Tatura. He looks above average, and I reckon he'll be taking care of a maiden in the near future. Shane Fleedner does a great job with his gallopers. Look for him to step out at Bendigo, I think. Yep. He's got a great strike rate right there. I think we can follow him.
3: And he's in those famous red and um, white colours there of the old Birchip Swans and the Mallee, of course, being a Mallee boy himself, Shane. So, um, yeah, we'll be following Alligate there, uh, a debutante, um, who hopefully will be making its debut in the next couple of weeks. And what about the final of your, your Black Bookers there, mate?
1: Yeah, mate, we've got another one by the name of Pro Jetto. Uh, they don't try much better than this Goulding did by Master Design. At Wangaratta. Look, he half missed the kick, gave him a little dig out the barriers. He grabbed the bit, travelled deluxe, running away from a couple of well performed horses. Look, he pricked his ears late, won the trolleys down by five. Look for him to step out over a thousand metres and be very hard to beat.
3: So, Pro Ghetto for the Maran Eustace camp. Um, Alligate yeah, for. Pro... Sorry, G, Pro Ghetto, Peter Mar train. Oh, sorry. Um, pro Ghetto, Peter Mar base there. He's based at um, Wodonga, isn't he, Peter Ma?
1: Yeah, he does he, a really good double job. Double, eh?
3: Yep, there we go. So, how dare I get that wrong? Pro Jetto, Cosby, Nibba, Enigma for Richard Kelly, and Alligate for Shane Fleener. The Black Bookers for Benny, I said, um, on the Bet365 Country Racing Hour. Um, and, Mickey Gaddon, just recapping your two in um, uh, our Black Books there. We've got Kimberly Secrets for Nick Olive, and also Russian Standard. Um, in the northern part of New South Wales and you got a special for us at Bathurst today.
6: I do, G, and I tell you what, just before we go, just to give the punters two more if you don't mind, G. Yes. Is that all right? Yes. Yeah, we're gonna go we're gonna go more to for a trainer for a trainer called David Matts. He's only got thirteen um Sorry, ten horses, David. There's a horse that went around at Grafton called Bell Zen B E L L Z E N. This horse missed a start and then flashed home really, really well. So he'll be um, he'll be coming out winning a race. And then there's one that went around yesterday, G. A horse called Sweet Biscuit. For Wayne Hud, Wayne has only got 13 horses, so we're really getting around these uh, country trainers here with small stables. This horse was finished second behind Lunar Rocks, which is a very progressive type. If we follow Sweet Biscuit, we'll be making money. Now, Gene, my best for today came at Bathurst. It was race five, number 10, the Seven Seas, but it's come up a dollar 50. So I can't be tipping that to you. We're going to go race four, number 10, Star Legacy, around the nine-dollar mark. Oh, Great each-way bet.
3: Love it. Hey. I- Brilliant. You were happy with Benny Seds debut there on the um, Country Racing Hour, Mickey?
6: He absolutely dominated Benny. I
3: thought he was very good too. So um, good on you, Benny. You stay with us because we're going to take a quick break and then you two will be starring, of course, with Bag of Tips on this Tuesday morning. That is the Bet365 Country Racing Hour on this Tuesday morning. We'll take a break and then we'll get stuck into giddy up with Bag of Tips. Um, This Tuesday morning at seven minutes past nine in the east, Seven minutes past eight in Queensland, of course. Seven minutes past six now in WA.